Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're in Isaiah 6, but before we go there, let's uh, do a little housekeeping. I'm going off for a business conference today, so I'll be back on Friday. So we'll do Isaiah 7 then. And uh, now let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for watching over me. Thank you for watching over us. I thank you that we can come before you seeking out your will, seeking out your word, and seeking out to get closer to you. You are the creator of all, and yet we can come before you and say, Lord, show us. Teach us everything. And so, Lord, I just lift up this reading. I pray, Holy Spirit, for you to guide us. That it be everything from you, nothing from me. And that you would be the one that we hear from. Please, Lord, open our hearts, our minds, and our spirits so we can grow closer to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, as I was praying that, it just struck me that what an honor it is to be able to say to God, we want to know you more. We want to know you more deeply. Please show us, Lord, who you are. I mean, that's that's an honor that really is pretty amazing. So just struck me that way. Um, anyway, so let's go ahead and jump on in. Today's chapter is pretty short. And uh, chapter 6, verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, <coughs> sorry, and with two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now I think of that, and it reminds me a lot of, uh, of what we read in Revelations. A lot of Isaiah is also in in revelations because he's seeing heaven both john and isaiah verse four at the sound of their voices the doorpost and threshold shook and the temple was filled with smoke woe to me i cried i am ruined for i am a man of unclean lips and i live among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the king the lord almighty I sit there and I think about that. I'm definitely a man of unclean lips. The fear that Isaiah, the fear and reverence of God that he had versus what I have are two different things. Someday I hope to revere God like I should. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal, with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See? This has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. He said, Go, and tell this people, Be ever hearing, but never understanding, Be ever seeing, but never perceiving. Make the heart of this people calloused, Make their ears dull, And close their eyes. Otherwise they may see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, 
and be healed. Then I said, For how long, Lord? And he answered, Until the cities lie ruined and without inhabitant, until the houses are left deserted and the fields ruined and ravaged, until, until the Lord has sent everyone far away and the land is utterly forsaken. And though a tenth remains in the land, it will again be laid waste. But as the, taber, as the terebinth and oak leave stumps when they are cut down, so the holy seed will be the stump in the land. So the people will be left. They aren't going to know. They're going, to, you know, they've hardened themselves. They've turned away from God. And God's like, yeah, no, you guys get what you deserve. You'll eventually be cut down, but out of you will come sprouts, will come new life. And I'm reading through this, trying to understand a lot more, because a lot of this is, again, from Revelations, or it's part, you know, Revelations is describing a similar situation, or at least a the, the throne room of heaven and their similarities. A.W. Tozer focused on verse 5, where it says, Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. A.W. Tozer writes, We come into the presence of God with tainted souls. We come with our own concept of morality, having learned it from books, from the newspaper, and from school, we come to God dirty. The whitest white is dirty. Our churches are dirty. Our thoughts are dirty. And we do nothing about it. If we came to God dirty, but trembling and shocked and awestruck in his presence, if we knelt at his feet and cried with Isaiah, I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips then I could understand. But we skip into his awful presence. We're dirty, but we have a, have a book called Seven Steps to Salvation that gives us seven verses to get us out of our problems. And each year, we have more Christians, more people going to church, more church buildings, more money, and less spirituality and less holiness. We're forgetting holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. I tell you this, I want God to be God and to be what God is, the impeccably holy, unapproachable holy thing, the holy one. I want him to remain the holy. I want his heaven to be holy and his throne to be holy. I don't want him to change or modify his requirements. Even if it suits even if it shuts me out, I want something holy left in the universe. The reality is, as I sit there and I think about God and I think about him so often as my father. And there's, you know, we're told to, Abba Father. At the same time, I did have a certain element of fear of my dad. If I did something wrong, I knew I was going to get a belt. <laughs> if I knew, or, you know, if it was bad enough or I was going to get punished, I was going to get, you know, grounded or whatever it might be. I don't sit there with the same awe. I've said this before a number of months ago. I feel like I don't have the same awe of God, the same fear of God as so many others. I don't have it as 
to the same level as Isaiah. And I just wonder what's happening in our churches. I know my pastor preaches straight from the Bible. He doesn't sugarcoat things. Yet have I just hardened my heart, softened my heart, ignored my heart? What is it? Because we need to awe, be in awe of God. When someone says God is awful, we should say yes. He's awe-inspiring. But no, we call him our friend. No, he's my bro. He's the big guy upstairs. I don't know. I just wonder. And with that, let's go back to God in prayer. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for putting up with me. For my short-sightedness. My incompleteness. My inability to truly understand you. And Lord, I thank you for your word today. I pray that I would truly learn what it means to be in awe of you. Just thank you, Lord, for all you've done. I pray you'd walk with us. Holy Spirit, I pray you'd guide us. Teach us what's most important today. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day. And don't forget, I'll be back on Friday. Take care.